Hey, welcome everybody. It's your friend, your boy, your brother, your uncle, your cousin, your nephew. This is Will Smith, and this is the Let's Talk podcast. I'm so glad every time that you guys uh, decide to join me and listen to my podcast, I do not take these things um, for granted. I do not take them lightly. So I'm so glad that you all tuned in. For those of you who have subscribed, I thank you so much for subscribing to my podcast. This episode's podcast, this is episode six, and this episode is going to be talking about the confessions of a PK or a preacher's kid, but more specifically, what being a PK or a preacher's kid, what has it taught me? And this is like the positive aspect of what being a preacher's kid has taught us. Um, later on in other broadcasts or um, episodes, I will definitely talk about the dark side of being a PK. But as of today, right now on this episode, we're going to talk about the more positive aspects of being a preacher's kid. And more specifically, like I said, exactly what has being a preacher's kid or a pastor's kid taught me. There's so many things that we've learned being a PK. There's so many life skills that we have learned that we've gleaned from in being in the church. Um, and we've gleaned these skills and we now take them and we use them in our professional lives. So there are some wonderful things and skills that we have been taught that we've learned as being a preacher's kid or a pastor's kid. So, you know, that being a preacher's kid and a pastor's kid, it, it like I said, it does have its dark side and its dark moments. But for the most part, from my experience, I've learned so many positive things and I have a lot of great memories as being a pastor's kid. I still am a pastor's kid. So, you know, like I said, welcome, sit back, relax. This is going to be a great episode. Um, it might be a little nostalgic for some of you guys. You may laugh, you may cry, but this is going to be an amazing episode. This is the Let's Talk podcast. Let's do this, y'all. All right, welcome back, you guys. Let's get into this. All right, let me give you a little backstory, some history about me. All right, for those of you all who do not know me, my name um, is Will Smith. My full name, I guess I'll give it to you, is William Smith, but I go by Will. I prefer Will. Um, but my name is Will Smith, and I am a PK. I am a pastor's kid, preacher's kid, born and raised in the church. Um, more formally, I was born and raised um, in the Church of God in Christ, which is the oldest and largest African-American holiness Pentecostal denomination or reformation in the world. I believe we boast of over, I'm not sure, I think maybe over 1 million, close to 2 million members worldwide, I believe. I do believe, don't quote me on that number, but we do have a lot of members um, worldwide. I was born and raised in the church, um, so I'm, I guess, what people call a son of the church. I am a product of the church. Uh, I love the church, um, and I learned so many things from the church. But in this episode, like I said, we're going to talk about the positive aspects of being a PK. And from the confessions of a pastor's kid, from the positive aspects I learned so many things. I learned all kinds of things. I learned leadership skills. I learned how to multitask. I learned how to organize events. I learned public speaking um, at a young age. Um, what else did I learn? I learned how to raise funds, how to count money, how to make sure money was organized in, you know, in correct denominations. I learned so many things uh, being a 
preacher's kid or or affectionately a pastor's kid. Um, and our world is a lot different. I'll say that. I'll say that our world is a lot different versus a child who have parents who attend the church, but who probably are not necessarily leaders in the church. Um, so as you know, my time coming up from as far as I can remember, my father was what you would consider an elder in the Church of God in Christ, and then he became a pastor. My mother was, um, she was the Sunshine Superintendent, I want to say Sunshine Band Superintendent. <laughs> and for those of you guys who do not know what a Sunshine Band Superintendent is, Sunshine Band is for like smaller children, and our uniform consisted of a yellow shirt that had Sunshine Band Department and Kojic on the back, and then we had to wear white bottoms. So the guys wore white pants and the girls wore white skirts. Um, then we grew up and we went into what was called the Purity Department, and that was from, I want to say, from ages 12 to 18. Then the attire for that was like a baby blue shirt and white bottoms, either white pants or white skirt. And so growing up in the Church of God in Christ, like I said, we learned so many things, so many skills that we can use in our own secular jobs. And for that, I'm grateful. Um, people give PKs a bad rep because our lives are always scrutinized. We're always under the microscope. We are, for lack of better terms, like the fish in a fishbowl. We are watched a lot more closely than our other peers. Um, they always say PKs are the worst kids, which is not necessarily true. We're only the worst kids because of the amount of attention you, that people pay to us and pay, uh, you know, the amount of attention they paid to us and how closely they watch our lives. It's kind of unfortunate, um, but we learn to deal with it. We learn how to cope. We learn how to move on. And most of us, if we were strong enough, we didn't allow it to bother us that much. But there were some times where it did bother us, and it was absolutely horrible. But again, we're talking about the positive aspects. So as I said before, our lives were a lot different um, than our counterparts or our peers, because when our parents have to be at church, we have to be there. Um, when our friends parents couldn't make it, then my friends' parents couldn't make it, and neither did our friends, but we had to be there. So this taught us how to, this taught us work ethic, how to arrive to work on or before time. My father was in the army, so my father would say things, you know, like to be um, on time is to be late, but to be early is to be on time. My father was always a man of impeccable work ethic always on time. My father would arise in the morning at like 4.30 in the morning only to be at work for, you know, he had to be at work at like maybe six or seven o'clock in the morning. But my dad was out the door, out the door to work around 4.30, 5 o'clock in the morning. My dad was, um, not only was my dad a preacher, but his vocation, his secular vocation, he was the director of transportation um, in Gary, Indiana, for at that time it was called um, Vancom, then it was called Laid Law um, for the school systems, for school buses. And my father would uh, wake up in the morning, early in the morning, 
to be at work and he was always at work at least an hour and a half to two hours before the rest of the staff would get there because uh, my dad believed in being there way before time because that way if things were to happen you can get things done um, before the day was to get started very good. So I learned work ethic from my dad. My dad did that for 30 plus years and he was the elder and then he became the pastor. And even while he was a pastor, my dad worked. My dad held a second job on the weekends. My dad cleaned, uh, my father and I, we, he cleaned banquet halls on the weekend. So my father taught me that if a man doesn't work, he does not eat and that a man should always work. A man should always have money in his pocket. A man is the one who goes out and provides for his family. A man does what he needs to do in all legal ramifications and boundaries to make sure that his family does not go without, to make sure that his family, that their needs are taken care of. And I appreciate my father for this um, because my father did not make excuses for why I guess we didn't have certain things because we never went without. My father always like provided. So this is what I learned. I learned my work ethic from my dad. My wife will tell you now that I do not call off work. Like I would have to be literally like dead or like so sick that I am almost about to leave here before I call off work. This is where I learned my work ethic from. I learned work ethic from watching my dad in and out of church. This is where I learned my work ethic. So as a PK, I also learned, um, like I said, I learned public speaking. I learned, we always had to do like speeches and we learned how to talk in front of people. We learned how to communicate verbally and non-verbally. We knew how to shake hands, how to give respect to adults when we were children. These are things that we learned as PKs in the church. And these skills carried over to our job. I, uh, talked to and I made I was on Facebook and I made a post um, and it was like maybe like kind of taking a poll um, and it was asking people, you know, who are PKs, name one or two things that being a PK taught you. Um, and I got a lot of different answers. Some were great. Um, some some answers were great. And then you can hear the hurt and the pain and some of the other answers. Um, but one young lady in particular says she learned how to care for her family and how to go after goals by being a PK in the church. Um, another young lady says she learned how not to be so trusting in the church um, as a PK. Because there are some times as being a PK, um, people who do not like your parents will probably try you or you will be the victim of someone's gossip or some slander. Um, but nevertheless, life goes on. Um, so, you know, I'm sorry. I apologize for saying, um, so much as well. I hope this is not distracting you all, but I'm learning how, you know, try to get over that, that, um, part, but we learned so many different things as being PKs that switch over into our, you know, our secular jobs that prepared us for our secular jobs. These are things that we can put down on our resume. These are some skills that we can learn, that we can use, that we can hone in, that we can sharpen that are transferable because being a PK is, you know, for a lot of people being a PK was not as bad as a lot of people would like for it to seem. Being a PK had 
its ups and downs. It had it had its challenges. It has its um, we we did suffer our bumps and bruises. But all in all, I don't believe that being a PK was like one of the worst things in the world. That's not my testimony. Now, that may be the testimony for some other people. But for me, being a PK, uh, my father also taught us and my mother that family over everything, that we made sure that, you know, we supported our family no matter what. So like for birthdays, holidays, it was family, 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 family. At the end of the day, family is all that you have, no matter what family is that one that one unit that will be there to support you no matter what um it taught us how to make sure that we even loved what would be like the unlovable another thing it taught us confidence it taught us how to speak up for ourselves and when i say speak up for ourselves i'm going to give you an example about speaking up for ourselves and taking up for ourselves there are times where you know being a pk a person who may not like your parents for some unknown reason would do their best to try to intimidate you at a young age. However, we learn as PKs how to get some adult bullies off of our backs. Now, I wonder if there are any PKs out there who can attest to this fact that there were times that when adult bullies who couldn't say anything to our parents you know, because they were probably too scared to talk to them, would try us. And we learned how to tell people off in the church. And when I say tell them off, we probably didn't curse them out, but we stood our ground in the church. I remember case in point, um, one one lady in particular was like, uh, she said something and I didn't like what she said to me. And I kind of like, you know, stuck my fingers on my ear and it was like, la, 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 I'm not listening to what you said. And she was like, well, I'm going to tell you that. And I was like, so tell my dad. Because at that time, you know, I was older, probably a teenager. And I was like, I'm not afraid of getting a whooping. I knew I wasn't going to get a whooping. But I learned how to stand my ground and not be disrespectful. Um, but I stood my ground and I learned to let my yays be yays and my, my nays be nays. And to be a man of my word. And if I don't like something, speak up and say something. Those are the things that I learned. So these are things that are transferable. So further on in this broadcast and um, this episode, I would love to hear your feedback. I would love to hear from you. And please feel free, if you have the Anchor app, you can actually call in on the Anchor app and leave messages for me. And that way um, you can give me your favorite uh, memory as a PK, or you can tell me what being a PK has taught you, a positive aspect. And I would love to put you on the show. I'll be back, y'all. But this is Will Smith. And this is the Let's Talk Podcast. I'll be back shortly. Well, you know, as I said, most people um, think and have questions on, you know, especially people who are in the church or some people who are outside of the church have questions um, of PKs. Like, you know, please tell me exactly what do you really think that being a PK and being in church, what it, you know, the things, what has it, it taught you? Um, for many people, it, it taught us so many different things. For some, it taught us, you know, discernment. It taught us leadership. Uh, for others, it taught us, you know, um, public speech, public speaking. I'm sorry, I'm getting all tongue tied. Public speaking, multitasking, um, how to build organization, how to lead other people. 
So um, being a PK is not, like I said, is not extremely bad. As it, like I said, in my case, in my case, um, it was not really horrible. It had its moments, but it wasn't really horrible. But I believe this is on a case by case scenario. Some people actually absolutely hated their life as a pastor's kid or a preacher's kid. And some of them have left the church altogether. Some of them have found ways on different ways to cope with certain church dramas and things like that. So it just depends on the person. It depends on the scenario. It depends upon the upbringing. It depends on the family support structure. There's so many, so many different variables that go inside with um, being a PK and what being a PK has taught you. Um, for me, again, it taught me leadership. It taught me how to talk to people. It taught me how to respect um, elders. That's another, uh, we can put a pin in that right there. Many people nowadays do not respect the authority of someone who is older than them. And when I say respect, I'm talking about you know, the yes ma'am and the no ma'am and the yes sir and the no sirs. Now it's, you know, we don't give eye contact to people who are adults. We do not talk to them directly. We look down at the floor. We look away from them. We don't engage them in any type of conversation at all. And it becomes, it becomes very um, frustrating for people like myself, who's, I'm 40 and I believe in, respecting my elders and it becomes frustrating for older people and elders of the church, not just men, I'm talking about older people, men and women, period, who see, especially the younger generation, as disrespectful. So my, you know, it teaches me how to bridge a gap between the younger generation and the older generation. I believe that one of my callings and one of my um, tools in my tool belt is to be that bridge between the older generation and the younger generation, because both sides need to learn how to communicate effectively and properly with one another. So there is some understanding that takes place between the two of them. The reason why uh, people's communication breaks down, a reason why there's no understanding because there is a communication breakdown. Sometimes what I found out is like the older generation you know, they come from that do as I say and not as I do type generation. And this generation, the younger generation, have a lot of questions. Well, why can't I do this? What are all these rules for? Why can't I wear pants? Why can't I put on makeup? Why can't I wear lipstick? All of these things. And what happens is the older people see the questioning as a sign of disrespect, but they won't tell the person that they see that as a sign of disrespect. They just get upset and they go off. And so now when they get upset and they go off, now the young person is upset and then communication breaks down. There's a breakdown in communication. Then no one talks and then both parties walk away. The older generation sees the younger generation as disrespectful and the younger generation just sees the older generation as disrespectful and does not want to talk and they clam up. And what I have deduced is this. When you cannot explain a rule or if you can't explain yourself properly, then you become angry when the person continues to ask questions that cause the conversation to go deeper and even causes the other person to go deeper and to give 
a better definition and a better explanation than a surface explanation and a scripture quote. Okay. So this is what P Ben and PK taught me as well. It taught me that I have to study. I have to dig deeper because someone is going to have a question for me. Someone younger than me is coming behind me and they're going to have a question for me. And if I'm unable to answer that question, if communication breaks down because I become frustrated with that person, then I have failed in my job as a communicator and an educator and a pastor because it is my duty to make sure that clarity is brought to subjects. It is my duty to make sure things are brought out in the proper in its proper context. And what happens is, especially when coming up um, in the way that I've come up in Church of God in Christ, the majority of the elders or the older people could not explain and articulate their position in some scriptures. And then they would just say, well, the Bible says it and that's it. And for younger generations who have learned how to question authority, just saying because the Bible says it is not good enough. It never has been good enough and it never will be good enough. So in a PK and a pastor's kid, you have to give proper answers, proper instruction. You have to be able to articulate your thought. You have to be able to synthesize a thought. And this is what is also taught when we were taught to preach. Um, Sometimes they give you three minutes and you get up there and you hit it and you sit down. However, in certain classes, they teach you how to study the word of God. They teach you how to go line by line, precept upon precept, how to go back and study the, the five. I call them the five W's, who, what, when, where, why. Yeah, I believe it's who, what, when, where, and why. Yeah, who, what, when, where, and why. You know, who was speaking, what was being said, when was it being said, where were they when it was being said, and why was it being said. Things like that. So there are so many different, like I said, variables to being a PK than just the dark side of being a pastor's kid. Now, like I stated before, we will explore the dark side of being a pastor's kid. But there is a very, very, very positive, strong side lights, you know, lighted side, <laughs> if lighted is a word. But there's a very, very positive aspect of being um, a preacher's kid. It is not bad. It's not as bad as people. In most cases, it's not as bad as people would like for it to say. Like I said, the only reason pastors' kids are they get such a bad rap is because they're scrutinized and they're watched carefully. They're watched like under a microscope, and that is a lot of pressure. We have this this pressure to perform. And if we don't perform to the level and the expectations of others, then we feel like we have possibly failed them. And then we become the laughing stock of the church. So this is why we have to always be on point. OK, I hope you really understand, you know, this part of being a preacher's kid. I hope I am bringing some clarity and I'm shedding some light because this is the positive aspect. This is the things that being a PK taught you, the positive things that being a PK has taught you how to go in and out of job markets, how to have um, vocational skills. We even learn how to do resume writing, how to do interviews. These are the things that we would learn 
as a uh, pastor's kid or just growing up in church, we learned how to talk to people. We learned how to, to fill out job applications. We learned interviewing skills because as we were coming along, more and more people were becoming professional in the church. More and more people were getting degrees. More and more people were getting um, graduate degrees and postgraduate degrees. So they were teaching us certain things and certain, you know, you know, certain nuances and certain techniques. So for that, I am grateful. The church did not always have this negative side to it. It just did not. I, I refuse to believe that it was all negative in the church. I refuse to believe that. It, it As a matter of fact, it's not. It's just not true. But this is the things that being a PK and this is the confessions of a PK, of being a PK, the positive confessions of being a PK. Hey, my name is Will. I'm so glad that you guys were able to tune in to this podcast. Please let me know what you think. If you have the Anchor app, you can go to the Anchor app and, you know, download the Anchor app um, and go to, I'm going to click on the messages button and please leave me a message. And that way, if you leave me a message, I can put it on the next podcast or I can answer your questions that way. So you can call in by using the app and then leave a message and then ask whatever question is that you have. And I'll be sure to answer that question in my next episode. I really appreciate you guys for listening. I appreciate your time because you really don't have to tune in. I appreciate it, though. I love you for tuning in. For those of you who enjoy podcasts, I really hope that what I'm saying is shedding some light or you are enjoying my content because I do understand that content is king. And if content is not great, if content is whack, if content is clear as mud, people will not listen. But I appreciate you all for listening. Once again, this is Will Smith, and this has been the Let's Talk Podcast. You all be great.